Welcome to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Scott Jordan. He's the founder of Scott Evest. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus. Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Scott Jordan. He's the founder of Scott Evest. Scott, why don't you uh, tell the good folks, uh, I guess what you're wearing is probably the, is probably the best way to describe <laughs> what you're doing. I am wearing a multitude of what <laughs> appear to be uh, normal clothing items with tons of pockets in them. Uh, my favorite item is a Q-zip, which looks like any other performance shirt. But it has three hidden pockets in a patented personal area network so that you can wire your headsets uh, in the pocket without anyone knowing about it or seeing it uh, right to your ears. And it, it fit your iPhone or other devices fit comfortably. I've got boxers with pockets in them. Um, you know, you'll laugh at that. But uh, when I wake up first thing in the morning, <laughs> I check my email and I'm looking for a place to put my my iPhone and I put it in the waistband of my otherwise non-Scotty vest boxers and st- stick out my stomach so in an effort to keep the, <laughs> the phone in there and it falls to the floor. And the idea comes to me, put some pockets in boxers. Uh, travel vest and jackets and pants and a full line of clothing designed for your mobile lifestyle. Just, you know, you're always looking for the proper place to put all those cords and batteries and iPhones. And um, I came up with the idea 16 years ago. Um, and little did I know, I, I, it was the first clothing company that was launched on the Internet. Uh, and we're still in business going strong 16 years later. Sure. Yeah. We've been, I've been running around with you for, for years now. So the, so just, just to be clear, your all the stuff has pockets in it. So, so the, so like your, your jackets have little hidden pockets where you can put your tablets. Uh, I wear, I wear somewhere, I mean, this is starting to sound like a commercial, but it's basically, it's what I do. I basically put my passport in my, in my, the breast pocket of the jacket. So you never have to worry about losing it. When I go through uh, when I go through customs or the uh, or the security line, I always take off my belt and put it into the huge pocket in the jacket, and I put everything all my metal in there, and it's basically like a little bag, right? Yeah, and it's not just as simple as pockets. I mean, we we took an approach years ago uh, as a gadget guy, you know, of um, you know, it, it's my view of wearables. Um, and as we start to talk about the future, you know, I, I don't think the future in terms of wearables. You know, in, from my perspective, hasn't changed that much in almost 20 years since I've been doing this. And that is namely clothing should be designed to accommodate your electronic devices. It should not be incorporated into the clothing because technology changes so fast. And uh, every year or so, you're, you, you swap out your, your device, but you don't want to have to feel that you have to swap out your, your jacket just because your battery wore out mm-hmm. or your CPU wore out. So we take it, you know, look at the clothing as, in effect, the beige box for computers is what our clothing is. And, and the pockets are not just slapped on 
willy-nilly. You know, they're designed to hold the things and balance the weight of, of what you're carrying. And the newest items we have are designed to even hold small laptops and in addition to, you know, tablets and the like. Um, okay. So so you, you've been doing this for, for years. And, and even when you started 16 years ago, there's it was actually probably really hard to put, to carry stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you probably couldn't put like a, you could feasibly put like a Toshiba in there or something like that. I remember there were some Toshiba laptops that were small enough in Sony. Uh, but to carry a full laptop in your in your jacket was kind of difficult. But you but you, you said you said this was the future. So, in terms of predicting uh, the way things are headed, what have you seen? I guess you've you've looked at a lot of form factors. You look a lot of sizes. You look a lot of the design. Where do you think things are going uh, over the next few years? You know, in in terms of let me let me speak to wearables. Sure. You know, because I, that that's a, that's a buzzword. That's something I've given a lot of thought about, and I, I think, um, you know, uh, you know that, that no one knows how to define wearables. By the way, you know, um, you know, to me, it's something that is attached to you that you 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 wear, um, and um, so I, I think the future is going to be in wireless power generation. There's a company out there called uh, Energist. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's trading as Watt, and you know, there's a lot of buzz about potentially, you know, the new Apple, you know, iPhone, uh, possibly incorporating it. Uh, to me, it's always been about power. Um, I, I think that you're able to get connectivity in most places readily, and that's being developed. But I, the the limiting form factor to me has been power. And if I could walk into a room and know that power is wirelessly charging my devices without, you know, the wireless charging, is, you know, without a pad, without having to take your device out and make a physical contact, um, that's the limiting factor to me is creating this, this technology that is ubiquitous, that wherever you walk, you're always, you know, getting a, a charge. Uh, I don't care about color screens. I don't care about high-resolution screens to watch my Netflix. I care about making sure that I always have power. And the way devices are now, you know, more often than not, wherever you go, you see the moment someone walks into a room, they got a battery pack, a power device. And our jackets and our line of clothing is, is designed with that in mind. You can have one device in one pocket and a power cord in another pocket and a cable and a battery in another pocket and and they can be attached. So you're always powering them up. So that's where I feel that, 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 you know, the wearable clothing space is going And And I have a weird philosophy on this, John. Um, You know, it's not proven by any means, but I look to science fiction movies to predict the future. Okay. Uh, And um, I've watched a lot of science fiction movies and there aren't that many that I can recall, not even a single one, that the clothing, you know, the actual clothing has a technology embedded in it, you know, um, and it, it, there's a reason for it. It just simply doesn't make sense in my estimation. Now, you know, if you're an athlete and you want to measure, you know, your, your performance and your heart rate and stuff like that, you know, it might make sense. Or, you know, if you're in the military, you know, there is some logic, but you know, I think that by designing clothing in a fashion that enables you to put the devices in there and the sensors attached to the clothing mm-hmm. that are removable just makes a lot of sense. So, so your goal is to – so if, if you're going to have a health application, like maybe you'd make like a workout vest, you would allow for <clears throat> some sort of sensors to be 
placed in there. Do you think you would ever make sensors? Uh, or no. Would you, would you assume no. that Nike's going to have something that you put on your heart or whatever to uh, to do the uh, do the uh, heart rate? Yeah, that that's exactly right. I, I I think that when you see clothing companies getting in the sensor business or sensor companies getting in the clothing business, it, it's not logical to me because at the end of the day. You know, these sensors, you know, more often than not have batteries and they, they should be removable. And sometimes, they, you know, you, you can't wash them and they're going to wear out. And if they're getting small enough, you just put them in a pocket or you tack them to the clothing with a pin or some sort of, you know, attachment. There are many different ways you can do that where they can um, they can have an accurate reading without necessarily being, you know, you know, inc- incorporated into the actual clothing. So that's been my unique spin on, on wearables. And, you know, 16 years later, I have to say I've been proven right. There's a lot of companies, you know, looking at clothing and putting lights in them and putting sensors in them. And, and, and you can't name one that's been successful all these years later. And I don't think they ever will be. Well, I think you had, you had issues. Remember you had the, uh, the solar panels on the back yep. of the jacket, right? And was that, was that a good idea or a bad idea? You know, we did solar. We were the first people to come out with a solar, first company to come out with a solar jacket. It was probably um, 11 years ago. And um, it was really difficult to design because, first and foremost, it had to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we discovered, and this was 11 years ago at the time, is that you had to, the solar panels had to charge a battery, which then in turn had to charge your device. Yep. And 11 years ago, there, it wasn't, there were no standards in you know, micro USB and, you know, and uh, uh, Apple devices that you had any multitude of different connections to mm-hmm. charge your, your Nokia phones and the like. So, and it took an extreme amount of time, even 11 years ago, to, to gain enough solar energy to charge the backup battery. Okay. I mean, and, and, and solar panels have gotten more efficient. They haven't gotten much more attractive, um, and <laughs> but even given their efficiency levels, they're, 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 it's still hours. And my feeling is, you just bring a couple extra, and it all comes back to batteries. As I started saying, you bring a couple extra battery uh, packs, and and you're set. Now, if you're going in the woods, you know somewhere out of of the area, then maybe it makes sense. But guess what? I, I doubt you're going to have any cell service at that point. So. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. that's interesting. So, so in terms of in terms of future tech for you guys for the clothing industry specifically, uh, we should we let well enough alone because clothing has evolved separately from the tech industry. For well, would you would you say that has clothing evolved separately no, from the tech no, industry? No, not. I mean, not really. I mean, um, I don't think if you watch a period, you know, a piece on on the History Channel, you look at something from you know the 1700s or 1800s. You know, it, clothing has not evolved that much. It has, there, there are some performance fabrics and wickable fabrics and all the, there's been a lot of evolution in the fabrics, but even in the styles, you know, it, you know, there really hasn't been a lot of evolution and there are heated jackets. I'm not a really big believer in that. Um, I think you're, you're running again, the battery is always an issue. You don't want to have to remember to charge your jacket just yep. to, to, to wear it. Um, but, you know, I, I, I kind of joke that the Scotty vest has been the most interesting thing that's happened to clothing since the bikini. I mean, you know, and, and the pocket. I, it, because up until we came along 17 years ago, 
pockets were an afterthought. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, let, you know, uh, you know, slap a pocket on there. And who even knows what the little pocket and jeans is supposed to be used for nowadays, you know, and we we literally spend more time looking at the pocket, considering the ergonomics of it, how things lie. Are you going to be able to feel vibration? How long it's going to take you to reach into that pocket and comfortably pull out a device um, readily is it designed for the devices of the day? You know, when phones got bigger, are, are, are we you know making sure that the, our pockets can accommodate them? You know, so you know most clothing companies now have a dedicated cell phone pocket, one perhaps. You know, we have multiple um, places to store either a cell phone. We have RFID fabric that's included in some of our products to block uh, you know RFID skimmers mm -hmm. and. And, and then we silly things like, you know, the, where the zipper is placed. So if you're sitting down in a sports car or, in, or how a pocket opens or low, a, a low car, how often does your change fall out and go down in the seats? You know, a simple stitch line will, 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 will take care of that. So it's just looking how people live their lives, what they're putting into their pockets. It almost took, uh, in my case, a non-fashion designer. I was a lawyer practicing law. I came up, I, you know how I came up with the idea? I was um, commuting from Chicago to New Jersey as, as a dot-com general counsel. And I was had my Sony Discman at the time. This, this was in the year 2000. And I'm listening to my tunes. And I'm walking by a doorknob with my headphones on. And, and it caught the, the headphones and it, I, it felt as though it pulled my entire ear off. When I went to grab the, the, the end of the headphone, I was certain my earlobe ear was going to be hanging from it with blood dangling. Mm -hmm. It's happened to a lot of us. Um, you know, and I thought, wow, there's got to be a better way for clothing to be designed you know, to carry the things you want. And we started with a fishing vest um, and we looked at that and then we looked at a travel vest and said, these are ugly. A lot of the pockets are on the exterior. And we engineered, you know, in the new OTG jacket, which stands for off the grid, you know, two more multiple layers of pocketing systems internal to hold, you know, the laptops, the smaller laptops and the like in a fashion that people's eyes bug out when I pull, pull out laptops because it's so much more convenient to be able to carry these things mm -hmm. and all the restrictions. So, what are we going to be wearing in? Uh, what are we going to be wearing in twenty years? Are we going to be wearing the same thing, or what's what's going to change? Do you think? You know, I, I think you're going to see you know some development around the LEDs. I think that's interesting. I you know I think LEDs will you know will be you know part of uh, clothing. I don't think that that's something you don't see in in science fiction movies, but I think that's uh, more or less going to be for entertainment value, Burning Man kind of, you know, nightclub uh, outfits and, and Burning Man opportunities. But I don't think, I think you're going to see Scotty Vest, you know, um, you know, designed in 20 years later, just for the items that you're going to be carrying. And I think virtual reality, and I, here's, here's where I think virtual reality, a, a lot of people aren't really talking about in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's in the headsets. I, or I don't think it's in the, like the eye for the eye. I don't think it's, I don't think it's for your eye. I think it's for your hearing. Okay. I, I, I think it, it, you know, it's too obtrusive. So I'd rather be able to walk along, you know, uh, wherever I am and have a, a small voice indicator in my ear telling me things. It's much easier to, to interact with real life 
without having to look down or up or in, in your glasses and worrying about, you know, the battery associated with these headsets, even then, even with hopefully with uh, an Energis, you know, wireless power. But, um, and I, I, and I see no reason why that could not happen um, soon. And, and there was at, uh, at, at Coachella this year, uh, a company that uh, made, I should remember the name, I'll, I'll look for it, um, uh, inserts for your ear that would equalize the, the sound based upon your position and the music you were listening to at that moment. And I started, mm-hmm. my mind went crazy starting to think about if all of these headsets had microphones in them and were cloud connected so that if I'm watching someone and want to listen in on a conversation that someone else is wearing these headsets near, I could actually listen to that conversation if I was part of it. I mean, you know, the, the lack of privacy, I think that's going to be you know, a huge concern as you know, cameras continue to get uh, you know, higher and higher resolution and all these drones. I'm a big drone fan now. I can fit my, my, my DJI Mavic drone in, in my pocket. People freak out when I you know, go at the top of the ski mountain. I pull a drone out of my pocket and it follows me down the mountain awesome or when i'm in my hot tub and you know and i i live stream from the top of my place <laughs> it's sun valley um so yeah i think dro- drones are gonna you know continue to evolve i think privacy is going to be meaningless but you know that's not news everyone says that but you know i i think that the hearing the hearing virtual reality or augmented reality using using earpieces i don't hear anyone talking about that I'd be interested if you do yeah, I mean, I, I think we've talked a little bit about it on the show. I think the, it's like would be like the oral reality, A U R A L, for example. Um, that that sort of technology is is going to take over because you're basically in a you're basically in a position where that's the only sense that that you can Im, impede upon when you're talk when you're in the world. You can't really put something in front of your eyes smart intelligently yet. And if you're completely embedded in that world where you're where you're sitting in VR, then that's a mess as well. So why don't you tell folks where they can uh, where they can pick up some of the uh, these clothing with pockets? Uh, Scott E Vest S C O T T E Vest with a V dot com. It started out the very first version was an E Vest 1.0, and my name is Scott, and I couldn't find a, a better <laughs> URL, so I call it the Scotty Vest. Uh, Scottyvest dot com. All right, um, and and Amazon as well. I and Amazon, kind of interestingly enough, we 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 started selling on Amazon. We were really scared that it was going to cannibalize off of all our sales. Um, all our existing customers would want to buy our stuff on Amazon. We, we found that it just grew um, our business immensely without cannibalizing it at all or affecting our margins. So I, I think Amazon is go- going to continue to just grow as a monster. And by the way, that, that, that company, the hearing com- the company I, I showed sure. you from Coachella, it's called Hear, H-E-R-E. Okay. Has, has anybody uh, pirated the uh, Scotty Vest yet? Uh, yeah, there have been some, and you know it's interesting. You know, there was a big company on Kickstarter. Maybe people remember. I'm not going to name the name. Uh, this past summer, um, but you know, to build a brand, it's it's a lot more than an idea and sewing a pocket. I mean, you know, this is 16 years of engineering and technology. You know, and studying how pe- how humans interact with their devices. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to more and more companies entering this space because. You know, it, it just makes me do better, and I learn from it. All right, super. So thanks for joining us, Scott. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. 